I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Our lesson is from Revelations 3, verses 1 through 3. I know all the things you do, and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. Find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Remember what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and return to me. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm sure that all of you have watched or heard about those reality shows where they move into a house, uh, a team goes in, and they begin to repair it and rebuild it and rejuvenate the building, and they, they tear things apart and they put them back together. And inevitably during that time, They come across something. If you've watched any of these shows, it's bound to happen. There's going to be a broken pipe of plumbing. Or there's going to be electrical circuits that don't work and they have to do some rewiring. Or they may find that the foundation is cracked. Or the chimney is beginning to crumble. And miraculously, they get it all fixed just in time for the big reveal. 
for it to be complete. We actually have one of these reality shows um, filmed in Indianapolis. It's called Good Bones on HGTV. It is running now for its 2020. It's beginning its fifth season. And this particular show has an interesting twist to it because the two that begin the constructing that are orchestrating all that's going on, it's a mother and daughter team. And they move into the buildings and they do. They rebuild, they repair, they rejuvenate, they work hard. They say that they take on homes that nobody else will touch. So they get some of the worst of the worst. And if you go to their website, they make a statement saying something to the effect that we rejuvenate properties that no one else will touch so that we can rebuild neighborhoods one house at a time. So they're making a pretty significant difference. Their hometown being Indianapolis, they want to make and revitalize different neighborhoods within Indianapolis one house at a time. That's their goal. And so they are rebuilding, repairing, renewing, revitalizing old, old homes into homes that are functional, that are making a difference, impacting their community. And you see these words that begin with the letter R-E are pretty powerful. In fact, our scripture this morning is very aware. John, the author of Revelation, is very aware of the fact that these words from the translation that we read today if we just looked at those words, it gives the message that we are to hear. It says that these people had a reputation. And folks, their reputation was a good reputation. But it did not last. The remains are nothing that now they are dead, is what scripture says. But John says, these are the requirements. Remember, repent, return. So basically, this is what we are to gather from this scripture. Now, a little bit of history this Book of Revelation is one of those that we often think of it as being an apocalyptic story. Very hard to understand. And in fact, the book itself begins with R-E. So there's some power there. But actually, if you read through the book, many scholars will tell you that the book of Revelation is significantly about seeing God's work, seeing what God is doing all around us, and reconnecting to it. 
also we have the book of Revelation as it begins. This is a passage out of those seven churches that are being addressed at the beginning of the book of Revelation. This is one of those seven. This is Sardis. And actually, this city, when it existed, when this book was written and Jesus was, through John, addressing the city, these cities existed in the northwest part of what we now know as Turkey. And Sardis was a very progressive, very rich, very productive community. And so was the church within it. But the people believed they became comfortable and they believed that it was okay to just kind of rest on their laurels, as you might say. That it was okay to just, having done something wonderful in the past, they could now coast. It's still a thing today. So much so that it's been given a title. It's one of the syndromes that we have in culture today. It's called the Sardian Syndrome. The Sardian Syndrome is being content on what has been done, what you have done, and not seeing, not paying any attention, not being hungry for what God is still planning to do. The Sardian Syndrome. But John, in this passage, gives us a way to wake up, to make a difference, to move back into what God has called us to be and do. He says that we are to remember, that we are to repent and return. We're celebrating something today that is all about remembering. When we come to Holy Communion, Jesus invites us. The words that we say together in the litany of Holy Communion is, remember me. In doing this, remember me. But I want us to think about the word remembering a little bit differently. It doesn't undo what we are supposed to do here, but it enhances what we are doing here. If you think of the word in two parts, to re-membering, to re-member. When we member something, when we're membering, we're putting back together, we're joining, we're reconnecting those things that belong together. And when we come to Holy Communion, Jesus is inviting us to remember the past, remember what he did for us, and reconnect to it. It's not just an activity of saying, ah, this is what we do. This is what we do once a month in the church. This is what Jesus called us to do. 
and so we'll go through the motions. We are to spiritually reconnect, putting this back together, remembering being an act of putting the past with the present. But there's so much more. You see, when we come to an act of remembering at the Lord's table, we are also reconnecting ourselves to our God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the gift that he gave to us. We reconnect individually. Each person that comes forward has that opportunity to reconnect. We as a church, we celebrate this together as a community of faith. We reconnect as the body of Christ when we celebrate communion. We remember ourselves by uniting as the body of Christ together. We take Holy Communion individually and it impacts our lives individually. But it's meant to impact us as a community of faith. C.S. Lewis has a wonderful bit of a, a suggestion for us in his book, Mere Christianity. In Mere Christianity, he says, he invites us to think of ourselves as a living house. And then he paints this picture of God coming to us to rebuild us. And God will do all the reshaping and rebuilding and reconstructing within us so that we are spiritually strong and grounded and foundation is, is holding together. And then he says, but you know, then God begins to make changes. Maybe knocks down a wall, adds a room, puts in another level, builds a tower. And those things can be really unexpected and uncomfortable at times. And then he suggests, think of it this way. You were going to be content just to be a decent little cottage for God. But God has plans to make you a mansion. One that God will come in and live in himself. Reconnecting to God, allowing God to rebuild us. You are God's living house. God is reshaping you into what God can come and live in. As a church, as the body of Jesus Christ, God reshapes us and becomes, helps us to become what he will come and live into and work through. When we do this, we too can change the neighborhood. 
we too can revitalize, renew, reclaim others for Jesus Christ.